0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 271 of the wildly successful lifestyle podcast. Thank you so much for sharing episode 270 about relationships. It really seemed to resonate with you guys and I'm super glad about that. So thank you. I think relationships are one of the most important things in our lives. Our relationships with other people, it's a really big component in shaping our overall attitude. But you know what else shapes our overall attitude? It's a huge component in that anyway. Our relationship with ourselves. When I was 17, I was a senior in high school, and unbeknownst to me, I was nominated for Miss Senior and also nominated for the Homecoming Court, which would be the Homecoming Queen is decided by the football t- team announced at the Homecoming football game. That's how it was in our school anyway. But if you've been listening for a while, you know I was raised in a pretty strict religion where we were not allowed to associate with people that were not part of our religion, and we, but we still had to go to public school, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to set the stage for what happens next if you're new. So for most girls, being nominated as Miss Senior to be on the homecoming court, that'd be a reason to be pretty excited. But for me, I remember being mortified. Like, how was I supposed to explain to my parents that I played no role in being chosen for that? I didn't lobby for it. I had no idea it was even a consideration until it was done, I, I didn't consider myself popular. I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed by my parents or the religion to go to parties or football games or hang out after school or on the weekends with the kids. So I had no idea that I'd been voted Miss Senior, let alone nominated for the Homecoming Court. Now, I'm being honest privately, of course, I was. It was pretty cool. I was pretty honored. How could I not be? But outwardly, I was trying to just make sense of it all and how I was going to break this to my parents. I mean, the Miss Senior thing was done, but homecoming court was a whole other ball game. I mean, that was announced at a football game, and you have to ride in the parade, and the the whole thing. None of which my parents were going to let me do. So I had to get up the nerves to tell them about this. And I know this all kind of sounds foreign, because most parents will be proud and say how cool it is and what an honor. But not mine, because the religion has pretty strict stances on just about everything. (laughs) So I broke down, and I had the conversation. And uh, ultimately, it was decided that Miss Senior didn't involve me having to do anything extracurricular. It was basically just a picture in the class yearbook. They didn't like it, but what were they going to do at this point? But homecoming court was a problem. So my dad told me, you have to tell them you aren't going to be part of this, and you got to remove your name from that nomination. Well, I figured that that was probably what was going to have to happen, and I did not want to do that, but I had no choice. So I go and I hunt down one of my friends on the football team, and I tell him, hey, I'm not allowed to be considered for this, so take my name off the list or whatever you do. Now, I don't remember the whole conversation because I was so embarrassed to process it. But I'm sure he was probably like, okay, whatever. <laughs> or worse, he probably felt sorry for me. Anyway, so that was handled. Okay, that's not the hard part of the story. The hard part came when I had to deal with the conversations that came from the people in the church because of me being nominated for these awards. Like the one even my dad, he sat me down and he he said you're pretty, but you're not that pretty. He was trying to keep my feet on the ground. We'll come back to that, I promise. But another lady in our church pulled me aside and said, "You know, you getting those awards, that's not something to be proud of. It's not something that we're impressed by." <laughs> okay. What do you say to that, right? At 17, how do you handle that? For me, it was just also confusing and embarrassing. and uh, I'm being honest, a little cool, because I was actually really honored that my classmates thought that of me. I mean, how could I not be, right? So why am I telling you this story? Well, I think it's kind of interesting. But also, when my dad had that talk with me about being pretty, but not that pretty, I remember feeling hurt, but I also remember it not destroying my confidence. You know why? It's because I knew where it was coming from. I mean, what dad says that to his daughter, really? My dad isn't a monster. Quite the opposite. He's awesome. But he was also very, very scared of where all that could head. In his own way, he was simply trying to keep my feet on the ground and also manage expectations of the other members of the church who were watching all of this with judgment. So a lot of the conversation had to do with fear. Fear of what all this could mean for him and his position in the church, but also fear for me and what it could mean for me. He simply wanted to clip my wings. He didn't want any of the attention to go to my head and now maybe I want more or now I get more attention from people outside of the church. And the same goes for the lady that told me I wasn't impressing anyone with these awards. She wanted to clip my wings because confidence and interpersonal inner power, that doesn't really jive in a religion that holds everything together with fear. Now, I understand that my father was doing the best he could with the tools he had. Clipping my wings was the best he could do at the time to manage his world. But I knew where it was all coming from. It wasn't about me. What someone else thinks or says, it's never about me. It's always about what they have going on, what their insecurities are. When you know that, it sort of blunts the power of the insults or the comment or the advice. The same goes for everyone. People will attempt to clip your wings, but you have to learn to fly anyway. There's a the new female CEO of the Life Co- Coach School has a really cool story. She started her career working for a, f- a law firm as a legal secretary. And someone very early in her young career tried to clip her wings. I mean, she had a goal of becoming a lawyer and everyone in the office knew that. She was really strong at everything she did. So one day, the partner of the firm called her in his office and she was really excited because she had been really making a name for herself. So she thought, and he had gone to the university of Miami law school, which is where she wanted to go as well. And so she thought, Oh, okay. He's going to offer to mentor me in becoming a lawyer. Hmm. No, that is not even close to what he did. He basically told her that Miami was super hard to get into and she may not and that legal a legal secretary was a very noble career and if she stayed in it for 10 years, she could be making upwards of $50,000 per year. <laughs> Lucky her, right? She laughed and I love this, this gumption she had. She laughed and she asked him, Oh, $50,000, is that what you make? Of course it's not. I love this story because long story short, She ended up going to Harvard Law School, becoming a lawyer, and is now the CEO of the Life Coach School, making crazy money. And just as a side note, she was actually offered the presidential scholarship to the University of Miami, you know, the one the partner told her she would probably not get into. Yeah, they were going to pay her to go to the law school there, but she chose to go to Harvard instead. Be careful whose counsel you're seeking. Be careful whose advice you take. I mean, my I got a good example of advice. My husband was in the Air Force, and he was in line getting his mobility gear when he overheard two enlisted Air Force guys talking. The one enlisted guy was a sergeant, had a little authority. He said to the other one, who was a younger airman, once you are enlisted, you cannot become a pilot. He said it, as a matter of fact, in a very confident, authoritative tone. My husband happened to be next in line, and so he overheard the conversation. As he stepped up to the table, he said, Uh, look, I' sorry I overheard what you just said, but that's not true at all. I personally was enlisted. I was an avionics tech. I got out, I got my degree, I joined ROTC, and now I'm a pilot. So that's absolutely not true what you just said. (laughs) I love that. So it could be a well-meaning parent like mine, a not-so-well-meaning boss like Erica Royales, the CEO of the Life Coach School, Or it could be advice from someone who has no idea what they're talking about, like what happened in my husband's story. When you're trying to do big things, when you're trying to better your own life, you have to remember, rely on your own gut. Rely on your own intuition. Sometimes people simply don't want to change, and your changing scares them. You may want to change, and they may want to stay exactly where they are so you can see why they want to hold you back a bit. That's their issue. They want to hold you back, but are you going to let them? The only way someone can clip your wings is if you let them. And the stronger you are internally, the less likely you are to let them. My challenge to you this week, never doubt yourself, even when others do. Never play small to fit in. And always continue to work on your internal strength and develop a strong compass for what you know is right for you, And if someone is attempting to clip your wings, find a way to fly anyway. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.